Hello and welcome to Hmm Interesting Choice on the Hat on Dog Network. Each month, your intrepid hosts, Martin and John, review weird, terrible, or just plain interesting albums. Featuring special guest comedians, musicians, and civilians, this podcast dissects and inspects a whole bunch of curious production choices. These discussions are presented here without comment. Bar one. Hmm, interesting choice. Today is a very special episode. We have our first professional musician on. We're joined today by R.M. Hubbard to discuss a very important album in his life, Minutemen's Double Nickels on the Dime. Let's roll the tape. So today we have another special guest, Mr. R.M. Hubbard. Hello. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Now, today's record is, of course, Minutemen, Double Nickels on the Dime, and this is your own suggestion. Aye. So, what's your background with this album? Perhaps your fans may not associate your sounds with the Minutemen, particularly if they haven't heard the Minutemen. Aye, no, no, that's, that's a fair point. Um, it kind of goes back before I actually heard this album. To um, It was this kind of defining musical moment I had when I was about 15. And I, used to, I used, to, used to skateboard a lot. And um, somehow managed to get hold of a skate video called uh, Streets on Fire. And it was, really, it was a really good skate video in itself, but um, SST Records had done the soundtrack for it. Mm. Um, and this is just when I was kind of getting into punk music and getting into kind of weird, fast, angry teenage boy music. You know? And you hadn't found SST yet? <laughs> I hadn't found SST, no, this is how That's I discovered it. Nice <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was. Um, so yeah, so this this video basically it opened with Black Flag and then the Minutemen and Firehose mm. and Dinosaur Junior and Sonic Youth, um, and it basically defined my entire musical <laughs> <laughs> taste since mm, then. You know, yeah. um, introduced me to all these amazing bands. So Martin, I mean, I remember you had a bit of a punk childhood. Is this an album you had listened to? What was my punk childhood? <laughs> this is you're news always, to me. You're always raging against the Queen, etc. Uh, I remember you were into like I was, I was into punk. yeah, like pop punk mm. bands that are too embarrassing to name on uh, this podcast, <laughs> which is why I'm not doing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, bands like Blink One Eight Two and Some Forty One. I was into when I was a lot younger, um, but don't really listen to anymore. I I like some punk music, but. It's not a genre that I've delved too deeply down into, and I wasn't aware of the Minutemen, so this was mm. my first listening yeah. of them. Yeah, the interesting thing about a lot of this stuff on SST, even though it's like the kind of gold standard for punk mm. label, is that none of the bands sound like punk bands. Mm. It's you, a very you know, different kind of punk that people uh, are probably used to hearing. I think. Yeah, but but that's what punk means to me. It's it's um, mm, more yeah, the culture. It, it, well, it's, it's the culture, but it's also it's doing whatever you want, you know. When they formed, um, Dee Boone and Mike Watt were, mm. were teenagers whose only experience of live music had been from a massive distance in stadiums going to yeah. see those bands, you know, the, and then they discovered punk music. And But when they started the band, it was, um, it was Dee Boone's mother who just didn't want them out on the streets. <laughs> so she was like, right, go Walk start a band. Streets. Yeah, yeah. But there, there's, there's an amazing story with, um, where they didn't realise that when you tuned the guitar, you were tuning it to particular notes. Mm. So so so, <laughs> so because they'd only seen rock from a distance, they didn't realise that bass guitars were things. So they thought you just loosened the strings a lot <laughs> uh, for the bass guitar, you know, and and stuff like that. And and it's a trial and error type thing. Well, but that's how they ended up having this really unique sound, you know, because yeah. because they just they figured out as they went along, and mm. um, the bass and like the 
EQ on the guitar is very, for the time especially, unique. Like this band, there's not a lot that really sounds like it. I feel, I feel like the guitar especially kind of influenced Ska eventually, unfortunately, because I'm not big a fan of Ska. <laughs> um, but like the bass is really jazzy on this and like the like very high trebly guitars, way unique in comparison to any early punk things like the Sex Pistols. Yeah, no, totally. And there's, and there's not really much distortion either, you know. No, yeah, it's, a lot of it is very clean, actually. Everyone in the band has an equal role. The drums are as important as the guitar, which mm. is as important as the bass, which is as important as, as the vocal, you know. Mm. And it's it's very um, it's very political. Yeah. And it's it's very funny a lot of the time as well. You yeah. Know, you know, yeah. so, so it's, it's, it's a lot of things that very po-faced punk music in, in the late 70s and early 80s yeah. wasn't, but because of that, it kind of made it more punk. You know I yeah. Mean? I mean, it, was, it was, yeah. We should probably clarify, Daniel Boone, the American patriot, wasn't actually in this band. <laughs> this is just a name semi-derived by D. Boone, the, the main singer. A, yeah. li- a little fact I know about is your dog's name. My dog's name is D. Boone. Which is D. Boone. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's been like 10 people... In the last eleven years, who've actually got that reference, but, but I, I think it's my the best pun I've ever done. Yeah, but so I have to explain it to loads of people, and, and they just look at me weird. But I kind of wish you have like a series of pets, like a budgie named Mike Squawk or something. <laughs> well, it's funny actually. We actually, um, my ex-wife and I, when we got D, we planned to eventually get three dogs, and we were going. They were going to be the minute dogs. So, <laughs> so there was, there was going to be Mike Woof and. Um, George Furley, so arguably much better. Or yeah, if you've go. got a cat, George Parley. <laughs> oh, we don't like cats. Nobody, <laughs> like, nobody likes cats. Um, this album's a lot like a well-stocked train station. Lots of tracks on it, <laughs> like, quite a lot. Um, but quite short songs. Like this, mm. it reminds me of Guided by Voices to an extent. Like they just have like a couple of specific important lines. Don't really repeat a lot go through in a weird structure or and Pixies, then that's the end of that song. Yeah, song's finished. To, to yeah. Yeah. I think my favourite fact about this album is that the only reason it's a double album is because they found out that Husker Du were, were making Zen Arcade a double yes. album. Yeah. <laughs> so so they were like, oh, fuck that, we might do that as well. So they wrote half of it mm. in the studio um, and then they all got to pick a side of the album. Yeah, apparently it was like picking like football teams yeah. as kids. Where which is like, a really bizarre way to sequence yeah, an album. Like, I can't even imagine like, <laughs> and the drummer got to pick first. Of course he did, because everyone was as important as each other. Yeah. You know, yeah. but um, no, he didn't get to pick what side they went on. He's going to the third side. <laughs> yeah, he got side three, yeah. didn't he? I can never quite remember the the first copy I had of this was a cassette I made off of a friend of mine's uh, vinyl of it, and I put them all the wrong way round. So it's 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 weird listening to to CD version now. It, it seems totally backwards to me. Yeah. Still, it's by far the best sounding Minutemen record as well. Mm. Um, basically, because um, Spot, who engineered all the SST stuff, was fucking awful. <laughs> but he was away doing Zen Arcade, mm. so they just went in with some guy they'd done a radio session with, uh, and it sounds much much better than any of the other. Ma- a ringing endorsement of yeah. some guy. <laughs> Uh, so usually what we do is like go track by track, but that's impossible. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, we're not that's impossible. Um, so we're talking about it, and we'll maybe just go by side by side. Uh, sure, side by side. Album. Side by side. Mm-hmm. So let's let's start with side D. To start with. Um, so this is I. I'm going to play my 
um, Cardiff Hands early here. I prefer the Cardiff songs. Cardiff Hands. Cardiff Hands. Hand of Cards. Card, hand of Cards. <laughs> Cardiff Hands. House of Cards. <laughs> um, I, I like Dee Boone's songs quite a lot, but I think I prefer Mike Watt songs just because the lyrically they're so strange and um, abstract. I think Stream of Consciousness has been used, mm. and that's yeah. uh, a lot more in my wheelhouse. Uh, Dee Boone's is really nice, and I like a lot of the songs on Side One. In fact, I think my favourite song is on Side One. Which is? Best one, I think, is Two Beads at the End, which is just, oh, yeah. like, such a fun song. Mm. We're going to listen to it. Let's play a little sample yeah. there from Two Beads at the End. Really like the soul going on this song. <laughs> Like we were talking about earlier, it's probably not like the most distorted guitar tone in the world, but it's quite aggressive in how clean it is, or how yeah. aggressive the chord, the guitar playing is. Mm. It's, it's something a lot, a lot of guitar players um, don't really get to when they're young. Mm. But yeah. but like the harshest tones actually have much less distortion than you than you think. Yeah. It's, it's all about pushing the, the top end. That's what really hurts people. <laughs> I think know, as, you're, kinda... as you're a kid, you're probably like, I need the box that makes it angry. Like, yeah, exactly. It actually makes it sound really soft. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you, you just have a wee bit of the angry box and more with the, um, the ear-splitting volume. Hmm. Yeah. There's a really interesting spelling of Vietnam on the song called Viet Space Nam. I, 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 noticed, I, noticed, space Nam. I noticed that in the car when I was on the way up, actually. Vietnam a, in Space. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good song, actually. I like that one. But I, I used to do a version of Cohesion. Cohesion's yeah. a very nice song. In fact. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the acoustic one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. There's not a lot of acoustic track. Uh, yeah, instrumental acoustic tracks, especially, mm. on this album, which you might not guess, because... Big, big albums with lots of tracks. You think yeah. half of them, or maybe a quarter of them, are going to be instrumental? But no, no it's this just is a bit of a rarity. Actually. Laughing at big it's albums. <laughs> it's pretty much this. Take Five D's got some acoustic stuff in it as well. Mm, it's yeah. one of the weirdest songs ever. Known, but that's a pretty great song. Yeah. That's one of two songs about plumbing on this album. <laughs> There's well, two. <laughs> well, they used to um, both both make what. I think all three of them, like when they went on tour, like mm. they were plumbers and electricians, and mm. and that's how yeah. that's how they they lived, you know. They're just uh, taking the, inspiration from their job, showers. Yeah, I, f- I think they were just actually reading an instruction manual in the studio. <laughs> but, so. Guys, we need one more song. D- D's not here. <laughs> exactly. But, but I have a plumbing <laughs> job in five minutes. We've only got five forty D? songs. We need a few more. Where's <laughs> that manual? <laughs> There's also the song like number one hit song, which is what. Are Maybe the most ironic songs oh, I've ever really heard. Like I, lo- I love that song. Yeah, can you play a bit? Like, yeah, play a bit that uh, one. from eighteen. Twinkle, twinkle. Real like these lyrics. Mm. Blah blah blah. E. What a great line! E. Twinkle, twinkle, <laughs> blah blah blah. Etc. <laughs> the most amount of effort I've heard someone put into saying etc. <laughs> But also, this is called hit song. Is he trying to say Twinkle Twinkle Little Star is a hit song? It is. I mean, I suspect more people know Twinkle Twinkle Little Star than um, Mm. whatever's at number one just now. Mm. I think Mm. I I kind of interpreted it as a like ironic song. Like this is what the number one songs: Twinkle Twinkle Mm. Blah Blah. You and me, baby. Blah Blah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you want to go on to Side Mike? 
because um, that's, that's maybe my favourite side. I, I like Mike Watt's songwriting a lot. Um, especially especially the title of the first song, political song oh, for Michael Jackson to my, sing. One, one of my favourite songs. Is, it's, it's, got, um, it's got two of my favourite lines on the album in it, actually. Let's drop into it a lot yeah. bit. Me, I'm fighting with my head, I'm not a big I must look like a dork. That's the first one. <laughs> there are two references to Nazis. <laughs> yeah. My old band, we stole, we stole the other line and dig this big crux. So dig this big crux. Uh, for, for one of our songs. I thought of jail for stealing it. <laughs> it's SST, don't ever know. Um, but Organising the Boy Scouts for murder is wrong. That's a pretty yes. awesome line, this line. It's kind of weird dissecting it as a 41-year-old. <laughs> I'm having to think back to like when I was 15 and 16 and I first yeah, heard I mean. this stuff. And um, I'm just sitting there going, fuck yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, I just get so excited by it And so, it was the first time I'd ever heard this kind of opinion in music mm. um, But are you saying looking back as an older man That you're not really agreeing with their political oh, No, no, completely. Uh, I still, still completely agree with right. it But, but it's, um, it's looking at it musically and kind of artistically It, it, it lacks subtlety and, 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 and it lacks Yeah It I, lacks... Um, it's very direct, but that, that's kind of what I love about it. It's, mm. it's, well, it's, it's said you can't criticise this album. Is it possible? No, no, no. There is a lot of like um, aggressive bands um, who, when you grow up, like you can just look back and think, why did I care like that much yeah. about anything? Anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I agree. Like some of the anger on this feels authentic, even like if even if it's not the first time you've heard like angry anti-war stuff, like. Um, that's it. The music doesn't sound like angry, you know. It, it, no, it, no, yeah. I think that's why it was so effective. It was, it was because the music's odd and abrasive at times. It's also very funky, and it's very, it's very and, funky, and you actually, can yeah. bounce off the walls to it, you mm. know. And it's, and then in between that, you you get these really powerful political statements. You mm. know, there's a lot. Of, it was written in the mid eighties, so there's a lot of stuff about Reagan and yeah, Nicaragua yeah. and Viet Space Nam and, and Viet Space Nam. Yeah, you know, and. Um, Space Nam sounds like a film with <laughs> Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> and um, goes to war. Sorry, goes oh. And uh, uh, yeah, Corona, which is like the most famous song. The most famous song. It's, it's a very political song. Um, Indeed, it is. Let's play a little bit from that because it's, oh, it's on the side, isn't it? Yes, it yeah, is. Okay. Corona. Fucking jackass. <laughs> It really is curious that this is the most popular, like, well-known Minutemen song. Well, it's because of that programme. And it's because they, they were all, they're all the same age as me. They all, they all grew up listening to Minutemen skateboarding. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, you know so, so it, was, it was great that they actually picked up, they picked, like, my least favourite Minutemen song for it, but, mm. but it's... Um, it's quite unique, that song, compared to the rest of them. Yeah. Especially the bass thing. Yeah, it's, 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 almost, it's almost country music, you know, yeah. and it's... But that's kind of... The, that feeds into what the song's about oh, yeah. as well, but there's some... Yeah, of course, Jackass cut off the song the second, the second any political <laughs> statement happens. <laughs> but it is a really, a really great only myth, you know. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, it, it all, this, this song stood out as a bit of a weird one in this album for me, but... I actually quite liked the verses. This was the first time I heard the full song. Yeah, and I yeah. thought, oh, that's a really nice song it turns into. It's not yeah. just a TV theme song. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, that's a it's a really nice, well wrote song. It's actually one of the ones that you can follow. Like the second you read the lyrics, like um, 
in comparison to a lot of the other ones that I really like, which are really quite surreal. Yeah, it's probably it's probably it's one of the few that actually follows a traditional song structure. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's a chorus mm. and verse and there's a chorus and verse and there's a wee bit and then and that makes me feel you know. comfortable <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why it seems weird on the album though because structurally Minutemen were really abstract maybe like we can talk a lot about about take 5D because yeah. that's like a such a weird song it starts starts interestingly enough like it starts like a lot of other songs I had to pay for two service calls song lyrics about plumbing <laughs> the other song if you're wondering by the way about plumbing retreat from all around um, Kathy I think this album bridged like the early minute because the late there was only one album after this before Dean died um, you may tie for last which is a lot more traditional songwriting mm. it's a lot this is a lot more traditional yeah. songwriting. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. That's I mean, this bridges it because the stuff they did right before this, I think, I'm pretty sure I've got a record somewhere that's just like a 20 minute jam they did on the beach with a guy with a saxophone, you know, and it's really abstract and out there. Um, You thought it faded it down. <laughs> oh no. Is this still take 5D? This is still take 5D. Take 5D only lasts for a minute 39, but it seems like about an hour. Five hours. <laughs> yeah, in my notes for this, I wrote down, was this a letter from their landlord? And then I actually Googled it, and it seems to be that oh, was they it? Yeah. just found a letter from uh, yeah, from someone they were staying with, and it was just, yeah. Are don't use a shower. shower. Yeah, yeah, don't shower. Yeah. Yeah. Keep the tub cocked. Actually, next up is, is my favourite love song of all time. Uh, History Lesson Part Two. My favorite song. Absolutely favorite song. I, f- I think I think it is. It captures like, like friendship and the amazing I had when I was listening to yeah. this. It was so good. Of course, um, the title of the Michael Azarad novel, "Your Life Band Could Be Your Life," comes from this. Yes. It's a very specific history class. I will say that. <laughs> That's, that's, that's what makes it special, you know. It's, it's um, songwriters are, are just people in general. They're usually far too self-conscious to write a song about how much you love your best friend, who's also going to stand on stage and play it with you. And, yeah, you know, and yeah, it's got that um, quality to it that I've heard somebody describe um, Bruce Springsteen's lyrics of having like universality and specificity. Mm. So like, this is real specific, but is so relatable because of that. Yeah, you're making oh, it totally, very, yeah. very specific, yeah. but that's the reason why yeah. it's uh, applicable to lots of people. Right. Yeah. But then, with this incredible album, like, two songs later, you've got a song called The Roar of the Masses <laughs> Could Be Farts. This is my you favourite know, which song is, it's, it's also a great song, but... That also gave me chills. <laughs> well, that is, of course, on to, like, the third side, Side George. Now, mm. the next song, You Need the Glory, is the first one on this, and this is the first song they got picked for it. It's like the craziest song in the album. Like, the other ones are strange choices. Like, th- this is insane. <laughs> this song is madness. I don't care if I play the whole thing. It's indecipherable. I'll, I'll be the honest. The first song they picked. I was so bummed out that this followed history lessons because I was really happy and then this happened. This is like a homeless man. I mean, I mean, I suspect this was some of the stuff they maybe wrote in the studio after deciding that they, they too wanted a double album, you know, but... 
Well, we haven't even talked about this. One of the sides, and it's not even this side, is called Side Chaff, which is just the leftover songs. Which has got amazing songs on (laughs) Weirdly enough, but... um, Do you think we've played enough of this? John, I don't need this glory. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I could listen to it on a loop for fucking ever, but, but that's, that's fine, I get it. Um, I like this side quite a lot, actually. Um, I like Themselves is a great song, yeah. too. And there uh, ain't shit on the TV, and this ain't no picnic. This ain't no picnic's a classic, you know, that was... Um, it's about Yogi Bear. <laughs> it's, 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 it got the response it deserved, guys. <laughs> it really does. Deserved. Disgust. I mean, Disgust. It's probably it's probably you know as close to like a traditional punk subject as they were getting you know mm. it's it's just dead end job yeah. fuck you boss type song um, it's a great song really it's got a terrible video they made for it as well really I'm yeah yeah it's, it's got them up. standing in a hill punching there um, <laughs> fucking if I remember, if I remember correctly that. yeah yeah no it's an amazing song. Those double tracked vocals quite a lot. I don't think there's many other songs that have that no. on this album. Uh, but let's go and do Side Chaff, then perhaps. Um, the unknown fourth member of the band. Um, <laughs> so, this, this one, I don't have a lot to talk about this one, but um, I know that it has two, well, it has a cover on the CD version of which I was listening to of Steely Dan. Yeah, is, Doctor Who, yeah. The opposite band of the Minutemen, like just a band like for like FM smooth, yeah. like listening. And that's it, a really interesting I choice. F- I think this version's all. I, I, do you know? It was. I only actually heard the original of this about ten years ago, and it was fucking horrible. <laughs> I really hate it, but um, I, I really like this version. I think I think the the kind of call and response vocals are really nice and. Um, mm. Yeah, they, they you know they didn't shy they didn't shy away from from the music they, from covering the music they loved even yeah, though yeah, even yeah. though there was a lot of ridicule to be had especially at that time where as were, you were saying before you know the whole movement was based around rebelling against yeah those very people you know there's uh, a lot uh, of fans of like genre music who like get really um, inclusive like they don't like anything outside the genre of music they're working on and that's... Yeah. Like a really cool thing that they were like, yeah, love Steely Dan. Let's do like Doctor Who, like which is a fairly obscure Steely Dan. Song. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. And also, and also they they were they were, they were all really into um, uh, John Coltrane and people. Like that. So they, mm. they were really big on John Coltrane and and especially the kind of free jazz stuff he was doing. And, mm. and of course, the side ends with three car jam, which is just the sound of cars. Which is a bold way of ending. I think it was their cars they did it with, though. I think that was I think that was the thing where like each. Each of their sides opened with them revving their own car. Yeah, which it kind of it, that makes sense in like the vinyl version, I think. But just yeah. sticking them all at the end on the CD is a bit weird. Well, I think I think the free car ju- was the free car jam not free car jam. Did that right. not open side four originally? Um, oh no, it ended side four, didn't it? Ended side four. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So the other car songs were removed from. They were on the vinyl, but yeah. they weren't on the CD. Yeah, each, right. um, as far as I can remember, it's been a long time since I listened to it. So, so I admit, each side had started with mm. the revving of their own car. Yeah, mm. and they brought the car into the studio to get the sound. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that comes to the end of the album. Um, cool. Now, what we usually do is we give some rating. Well, we have two questions, basically, we look at the end of any album. 
We rate it in terms of love, like, dislike and hate. And we also say whether we think the artist achieved what they wanted with the album or not. Um, now, do you want to give your own two cents on that? Or your nickels? <laughs> <laughs> Nicely tied in. Uh, I mean, obviously, I love it. it it's It was a massively influential album for me. Hmm. And for a lot of a lot of other people I know, um, introduced me to to the idea of autonomy and politics, and mm. musically introduced introduced me to the idea that punk rock was about being yourself. It was about doing mm. something different. It wasn't about leather jackets and yeah. records. It it was about being yourself, you know. Um, so why? I, I don't know what they were trying... I mean, I do know what they were trying to do. They were trying to get one up on Husker Du. <laughs> this is a juicy exclusive uh, from Mike Watt. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and um, I think the fact that they've made what's generally considered to be a masterpiece of punk rock yeah. when they weren't really meaning to actually yeah. says more than, than anything else. I think, um, yeah, my life would have been very different without this album. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think I, I think I like it, and I, I definitely think they achieved exactly what they wanted on it. Like, um, it feels like this is the kind of album I can imagine that would make you want to do music because you're like, oh, I can do music. I just have to like jam forever. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like that jamming econo sort of ethos is probably a very important part of this album, and certainly would have been justification for them achieving on it. Mm. And that's all I've got to I, say about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd, with, half of that. <laughs> I'd agree with a lot of that. I I really like their their DIY ethos and the fact that you can look at that and go, hey, they're they're just like me or yeah, that's something I could do, me and my friends can do. And I appreciate that whole mentality. And there's there are quite a few songs I, I really, really like on the album. I was talking about the history lessons part two which I love and will have been listening to that on repeat all week. But having said all that, um, there's quite a lot of songs in the album that grate on me slightly just because I'm not a massive punk fan. Um, And also I think because I've not fully digested this album yet, having only had listened to it the the last few weeks, this did remind me a lot of preparing Mm. for Captain Beefheart episode where there's 46 songs and you're trying to gather your thoughts about them which is just you need a few months I think for this it's not just the size of the album I don't think it's also like the lyrics are like difficult to go through and I mean like in a critical kind of way like they just kind of sit there and like a statement of themselves Mm. like you can't say a lot of funny things about it because they're just good yeah but, but even just not even to think of funny stuff but even just to listen and digest it there's I think any any really going with that digestion <laughs> thing, aren't you? It's paid off a big joke. I just, I just haven't thought of it yet. Um, all, all the listeners are like, "What well, house are you going to pay off?" Like, there's going to be a hot dog uh, joke at some point. Desperately trying to think of something, but I can't really pay it off. Um, no, I I think I'll I, give you a minute. I'll have to say uh, dislike. I think um, and achieve. I'm not sure. I should have thought about this more. Um, I, th- I think it's a difficult album to come to as an adult. Mm-hmm. I think they probably did achieve what they were wanting to do because mm. this this is quite unique to them, I think. I'm, I'm not sure. There's a lot of songs in this album that no other band probably could have made and a part of that probably is just how 
close knit they were. Yeah. I uh, mean, when 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 this came out, there was nothing sounding like it. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's and clearly inspired lots of people. So it's oh, it was massively, massively inspired. Um, especially in weirdly in Glasgow and Amsterdam, there was. Mm. It was a whole scene kind mm. of exploded after them with big flame in the minute, minute. But, but uh, and hundreds died. <laughs> <laughs> hundreds died. Yeah. yeah um, what we usually do with guests in the final section is any plugs. Like, is there anything uh, you're working on that you might want people to buy? Is there any or Twitter websites? People find websites? You online. Yeah, Google RM Hubbard. I saw it there. So there. Nothing, no, nothing exciting happening just now. I'm just writing. I feel like uh, most people should have that response to that question. Like, just Google my name. Like, that is yeah. absolutely good. There's work. tons of. So, if, yeah. If you want to see pages and pages of photographs of me sitting on a chair playing guitar, go to Google. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, thanks for having me. Interesting Choice is a production for the Hat on Dog Network. For more information, visit hatondog.com.